0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan.
1: Let's see, 722, 723. I'm reading all the unread text messages.
2: Hey, we were, we were very busy. We had a lot of emails. We had a lot <laughs> of phone calls. You know, people just were th- flocking to the radio. Actually. You had about four hundred <laughs> emails last week. We had a lot of emails, that a lot is of calls, crazy, and you didn't get to all of them. So the first-time
1: callers. We we were we was busy. Okay, well, super. Yeah, I heard some of the shows. You guys did, had a fantastic discussion. We had a good week. Lots of, lots of good folks. Well, he's an actual liberal, and I think
2: people respond <laughs> to that. You know, I play a very bad one on the radio. Well, you could bone up on some liberalism so that you could do a more credible job of being a liberal <laughs> liberal. I won't use that word that some people use. It combines the word liberal and retarded. I won't. Oh. Uh, I find that despicable. That's not at all fair to people who have different views. <laughs> yeah, I'm or, a. I, I, I could call me a conservative. One of those two. <laughs> or it's especially unfair for people with intellectual disabilities. Why should they be <laughs> <laughs> tarred with that brush?
1: Right. <laughs> right. With the, why should they be called liberals? That's
2: awful. Anyway, we had a we had a busy week. It's good yeah. to have you back. You're looking rested and uh, fit. Well, Great, that life is good. Probably got a little sunburn here and there, but just it was a staycation, so we worked on the house and took day trips and went to and fro. Well, that's good. I spent my last couple of days in Lancaster at the state mayor's yeah, conference. Yeah, tell me about that. With Oz spoke to the group. Dr. Oz was there on uh, Saturday morning. He uh, did a credible job. No, I'm sorry, he was there Friday morning, Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Did a credible job. He talked about uh, being in Pennsylvania, uh, that he went to school here, you know. He talked about what he'd like to see happen in the Commonwealth, uh, he, how he would represent us. <laughs> he was actually very well received by all of the mayors, so I, and I, I will say that I do don't know, uh, and and there are 500 mayors in the Pennsylvania State Mayors Association. Just about 500 mayors, and I have no idea what most of their politics are. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we work together to try to improve the communities that we serve, and we it's not at all political. You so. filled Shamokin Dam full of Republican stop signs, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> no, yeah, the right. The Democratic stop signs are somewhere else. But it it's, uh, it was a very nice conference, uh, very very well attended. I got uh, our unfortunately our president. Mayor Jim Nowak got COVID, mm. and so he actually was there, but he spent the whole weekend in his hotel room watching things on um, uh, video mm-hmm. simply because he didn't want to take the chance of infecting anybody. So he asked me to preside on Friday night as one of the vice presidents, and I did, and I got to spend the evening with Jeff McCausland, who's been on our program Good. many times, and whose great book, Battle Tested. you hold him in high regard. I though. do. He's, he's a great guy, and he is an excellent speaker. I'll tell you, boy, he just blew the, con- the conference away. Um, there were a lot of questions afterwards to buy his book. Uh, he did have some of his books for sale. I mean, the line was pretty much wrapped around okay. the table. So it was a good conference. And uh, like I said, I got to got to know Jeff a little better. He's uh, probably will be on uh, on our air again here before too long. Yeah, he's offered up again today to talk about Afghanistan and
1: uh, uh, things that are going on in the Middle East. I guess some some rumbling or stirrings there, but of course Ukraine is uh, our strategy there or lack there. Of, or uh, I guess a lot of the military aid that's supposed to be helping out in Ukraine hasn't arrived yet or isn't
2: usable or isn't helping yet. so oh, and then that supposed brokered deal from the United Nations to let grain out didn't go anywhere because the Russians bombed the. Oh, did that uh-huh. get stopped? Yeah. Okay,
1: I saw that it was—I uh, didn't pay as much attention to the news over the weekend, to see, us, but I do recall that that was— uh, agreed upon, but then Russia violated that. Uh, is what it appears has happened? Yes, that's okay. what it appears. <laughs> All right. So we can talk about these and other topics and uh, we have open phones today, so let's launch into it. Mark Lawrence here and Mr. Joe McGranahan there on the other side of the table here. He used to have his own special tent here during the COVID outbreak. But that's now. true. When we got rid of that tent over the weekend. All right. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at Sunbury SunburyMotors.com. Toll-free line now open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We'll open up again uh, the uh, text messaging system. It's uh, about a 20- Step process to get to it, and so I've memorized that. But Joe, uh, not because of any cognitive impairment or age, just <laughs> hasn't memorized all 20 steps yet. So uh, we don't. Well, use the those last too one much. we had
2: had one step. You click on it, and there right, they were. Right. Well, they were just
1: like sort of they came in like an email.
2: Right. <laughs> that
1: platform. That is was still easy. There. <laughs> right.
2: This is. But we've
1: made it more difficult for people. No, who are it's 400 <laughs> times more difficult. Come on now, <laughs> work with us. Here.
2: All right. So it is. More more
1: difficult. We have an email from EB, and another listener
2: sent us a note signed. Uh, it is signed at the bottom by. Yes, somebody. it is. It's signed so. by. Uh, Jim Budd. Okay, but so Mr. So. Budd is all wrong. Uh-oh. He says, and, we, and we, the whole thing is too long to read, but I've heard this before, so we'll take number one. He says, I hear you all patting Joe and PennDOT on the back for the terrific job they've done on the bypass. It's funny, I haven't heard either of you mention the fact that because of PennDOT's incompetence, the project will take much longer and millions more taxpayer dollars to complete. In case you've forgotten, what about the debacle of the ash pit? And even after PennDOT was told numerous times of this, they still chose this route route, obviously, without any engineering studies of the ground they picked. This incompetence on their part will cost the taxpayers millions more dollars, and not one single PennDOT manager was held responsible for this. This was incompetence at best, and in my opinion, criminal malfeasance in office for these PennDOT officials. One word, nonsense. First of all, PennDOT had no idea. They didn't own the land, They, like anything else. They didn't own any of the land where they projected this bypass to go. They just engineered it from the standpoint of, this looks like it makes sense. But the problem was that PennDOT Relied upon the, the sensors placed in the ground by PPL and when they closed the ash basins that indicated that the ash basins were drying. Mm-hmm. And scientifically, if they had dried as they were supposed to over the years that it, they sat there, you could have built on that ground. Unfortunately, the sensors were not accurate. And so when PennDOT finally did, first of all, PennDOT doesn't have, can't spend money, it isn't allocated. They couldn't just go in somebody's property and start, and start, drilling. start drilling to determine whether or not hmm. there was something there that they could use. They had to wait till the project was funded before they could start looking into the engineering aspects of it. When they did, they discovered that the ground had the consistency of a milkshake. They immediately began looking at other alternatives. Can we actually build on this? If we try to on this. How would we do it? Would we do this, that, or the other thing? They did study it in considerable detail before they finally said there is no way we can make this work without it costing millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars more, the, even than the project was conceived to be. So, I mean, that's a very unfair statement. What about statement. that line right there? Pen dot was, was told, told numerous no, times? No, they weren't told numerous times. You know, if they were, who would tell them? Who knew that the ground was the consistency of a milkshake? (laughs) PPL didn't know. They put their sensors in and relied on the sensors telling them that it was drying. So I'd like to know who it is that told them all these times that this wouldn't work. The answer is well, our no listener, one. Our listener knows. So. Oh, time. all right. Well,
1: so he's got about seven paragraphs here of uh, good observations about our area. So we'll read more of those uh, well, later. Well, they're all as wrong as the first one. Oh, are they? <laughs> I don't know.
2: Uh, let's see. Yeah, let's see. See How about this? Uh, well, I hear you bash Fox News a great deal, and yes, I agree they are slanted to the right. But have you ever listened to your own radio station, WKOK, on Sunday afternoon? The liberal Trump haters that are on there are no less slanted than Fox News. But I don't hear Mark or Joe saying anything about that. Fox who's, Sports. Who's on Sunday afternoon? Fox Sports. They, do they have a political opinion? I, I imagine they must have commented
1: about something that relates to them. Yeah. Hmm. No, okay. Well. No. Okay. I don't always listen in the afternoon, so. All right, we got a caller on the line. Good morning. You are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Go right ahead.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my hey, call. Eric. Hey. So, so it's really raining in the valley. Praise God, we have a little bit of rain. Um, but uh, as I was sweating this weekend, I was up in the northern tier and it was still 95 degrees up there. Have the opportunity to go up and visit one of those big uh, windmill turbines. Have you guys ever been up close to one of those things?
2: Wind turbines, no. Yeah,
3: it's amazing. It's amazing the technology is involved with them. As we were there, we're like a hundred yards away. They, they actually are, can electronically turn into the wind, and actually can also deflect the way their blades are to get the maximum amount of. Of air uh, through them. It wasn't really that windy, but they were spinning and creating energy. And guess guess who? Who uh, <laughs> were we paying the oil companies for that? No, were we paying <laughs> someone to drill up there? And a lot of drilling going on up there as well. No, it it was it was free energy coming from from the good earth and something that that you know we should be looking more into. Um, One of your callers last week, maybe the week before, said, oh, climate change is bunk. We have no data. (laughs) back far enough to tell. Well, I checked. 1659 was when they first started collecting data on temperatures in in England. Oh, wow. And this last week, they had the highest recorded temperature ever. So I think um, almost 400 years of data uh, gives us a pretty good idea that things seem to be warming up.
2: So what's going to happen um, when they have the next lowest temperature ever? Are you going to be calling back in and saying, oh, gee, that was we were wrong?
3: Uh, also, if you look at the data uh, from the data we do have, which is at least over 100, hundred nineteen ten I think, so 122 years of data. Um, of those 122 years, three of the last five have in the hottest. So to me, that seems somewhat significant. Um, and so what, so what we need to be doing is looking at uh, all the source of energy, which the northern tier is. And like I said, if you guys get a chance to see one of those things in operation, it's amazing.
1: Well, I don't think we're going to have to, you know, it certainly would be nice if we had consensus in Washington to work on this, but we don't. But we still see the private industries moving on. You still see more solar installations going on. You see nonprofits, you see wise organizations moving forward with solar arrays that assist them. And I guess wind might be catching on somewhat. I wouldn't say that that's made any big inroads. So uh, despite the fact that Washington's at an impasse, uh, private industry is doing what private industry does is find some. Solutions and uh, find inexpensive solutions where necessary. So, um, you know, we're a long way from meeting any sort of climate goals or anything like that or getting any sort of a national carbon capture system going. But uh, the good news is very slowly private industry and the companies that you shop at and participate in and the companies that, uh, you know, Joe and I encounter are, are slowly moving in a, in a greener fashion. So,
2: But only if it makes... Yep. Cu- economic sense to do so. No one is out there being altruistic and saying, let's spend billions of our, dollars our investors' no dollars for no reason to, to solve a problem that we can't solve.
3: Uh, and so you can't solve it, so you give up on it, and so we'll <laughs> be a slave to the... Uh oil companies for the next 200 years?
2: I don't sure. think that. Oh, a, yeah. that's a, not I'm sustainable. I'm a slave to the oil companies. Well, oh, that's not sustainable. They have behind, like, really they enslaved me. Well, thank your buddy Joe Biden. Up, then, thank then your then pal Joe Biden for that one. Up. Hey, thank your pal Joe Biden for that one. He's the uh, guy that raised he, the price. He's
3: trying to do some innovation. Of course, it's going to be more expensive to start. But what would have happened in New York City at the turn of the century if they hadn't gone over from horse? horses over to trolley cars and made the investment then. I think I saw a, a report from well, like 1880 that said by 1910, New York City would be 100 feet deep in horse dung.
2: I was going to say there would have been a lot more jobs created to remove the horse dung. That's <laughs> the only thing that would have happened.
3: <laughs> no, there would have been you know need for innovation. and I think we're at the point of the need for innovation. I believe that, that part of the climate issue is the fact of what we're polluting our air with. And when you have free energy out there, wind and, and wind power and solar power, we should be looking to tap into that, which are non-polluting. So that's my point my portfolio perspective.
1: All right, thank you so much, Eric. Thank Thanks you for coming. I su- Welcome, I back. Sumi- Welcome uh-
2: back, Mark. Thank you. I
1: miss
3: you.
2: Well, no, I no submit God. to you that wind <laughs> is you. very polluting. It blows dust and dirt all over everything. how oh, does it? Yeah, clean off your car in the summer, <laughs> right, or in the spring when it's covered with pollen. All right, stand by, stand,
1: and uh, we got the Angry Man segment underway on WDKOK's <laughs> On the Mark
4: program. That doesn't even include Joe. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing.
1: All right. Welcome back. One of our good listeners points out the obvious that eluded me, that our good listener complaining about uh, the Trump bashing show on WDKOK Sunday afternoon is meet the press at noon. Oh, OK. So and that certainly is that it is very one sided. They've lost any objectivity they once had. They even did their panel yesterday and I was just listening. I didn't watch it, but I was listening on the radio without any Republicans on the conversion.
2: You know, the conversation panel at the end of the show. Well, it's just like the House committee. You you know, let's not have both sides. Let's just have one side and tell everybody that's what they should believe. <laughs> so, so why are all these Republicans appearing in front of them? That's the. Well, weird I part. think I think that's a good thing. I think the Republicans. They should. First of all, I think Donald Trump does bear some. You and I have already agreed that Donald Trump bears some responsibility for the riot. We right. we tend to agree that maybe thirty percent. But you know, after here after these hearings, I'm more inclined to jack that up to fifty. <laughs> Forty to
1: fifty. Well, yeah, this inaction for so, mu- so many hours is. Uh, is a strange thing particularly when it's getting worse and worse and the Mike, you know encouraging mike pence to overturn this and having a whole system in place so he could overturn this and with the fake electors and lou barletta one of the fake electors but anyway okay so enough about that stan thank you for waiting through the break you go right ahead you're on the mark
5: yeah oh boy where to start yeah the (laughs) two-tier justice system we got in this country getting pretty pathetic I mean, it's, you know, everybody hates on Steve Bannon, of course, you know, because, you know, he's he's a, he's a right-wing, you know, he, they, so they hate on him. So what they do over the weekend? Well, last week, they uh, convicted him of uh, contempt of Congress by a jury of his peers in D.C. Well, there is no jury of his peers in D.C. They're all a bunch of leftists down there. So that, you know, negates that. But he wanted to subpoena members of the... J6 committee because, you know, they're the ones that referred him for uh, prosecution because he didn't want to, you know, go by, by their uh, rules you know being subpoenaed, but of course that was rejected. He couldn't subpoena those people, but they can subpoena him. Now, where is the two-tier justice system? Well, we got Eric Holder who was, uh, you know, uh, charged with contempt of Congress and he claimed executive privilege and got off and walked away never got tried or anything. and Then you got Lois Lerner, the head of the IRS. She was uh, charged with uh, uh, contempt of Congress, and she pleaded the fifth. And, you know, nothing happened to her. But a guy that's not, he wasn't even in the administration, just because he told him to go stick it, he's he's convicted and he may or may not spend time in jail because he's going to appeal. So, you know, it, things just ain't right here.
2: Well, let me ask you and, a question, and, Stan. If, if he if he ignored their subpoena, why should they not ignore his?
5: Well, okay. Well, then they should be held in contempt. See, that, but he can't go that route, can he? He can't charge him with contempt. And the judge says he couldn't ask, you know, subpoena. You know, the whole thing was uh, rigged against him from the start. So please tell me where we don't have a two-tiered justice system. But where then the why, why didn't he? get away with crap, and everybody else
2: doesn't. Why didn't he honor the subpoena? Why didn't he go testify? He was out of the administration, well, of all, as you he
5: say. Was, he wasn't in the administration when it happened on J6. So then all so he, what has did he to, have to testify
2: about? Well, then he would go. If he had nothing to testify about, he would go and say, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. I don't know anything about it. Thank you very much for, for having me, and good day. I'm, I'm sorry, Joe.
5: Now, let me ask you, if you are <laughs> to go before Congress, And you take a lawyer with you, because that's the smart thing to do. Who pays for that lawyer? It isn't the committee. It's you. But if he has nothing to say, if
2: he has nothing to say, if he knows nothing, he doesn't need an attorney to say, I don't know anything.
5: Right, right, right. And the way they're pointed questions, and and they're they're one-sided questions, trying to trip them up, because I don't know what they may or may not know what what he said to Trump, because he was talking with Trump. So what? It's still a free country, and you can talk
2: to whoever you want. You can, but, but if uh, Donald uh, Trump said to him, "Hey, listen, I got—we're uh, going to overthrow the government here today, and we're going to hang Mike <laughs> Pence," I think that would be relevant that to the didn't investigation. Happen, for starters, well, I know but, but anyways, I'm saying. It would be relevant, wouldn't
5: it? Uh, well, maybe, but they—they'd uh, have to have proof of that, which they don't. But anyways, but you know, you say that Trump was 50 percent responsible, blah blah blah. You know what? Leading up to this, uh, January 6th, the week before, he offered over 10,000 National Guard troops to help secure the capital. That's what he in said. In case there was problems. But there's no, no written... there is paperwork to that effect.
1: All right, I'd have Although to see that. I haven't Although they seen won't that release
5: yet. it. You know, Pelosi oh, okay. won't release it. The <laughs> Pentagon, their papers are out there. It's but, out there. But it's then it's on out the other the hand, hand,
2: if he was so willing but, to whatever, call
5: it... I don't care whether you believe me or not. It doesn't really matter because it is what it is.
2: But Stan, if he was that, so it, willing to call in the National Guard uh, before the event, why did he take three hours and still not call them in? They, were, they did. No, he didn't. He refused. Oh, no,
5: no. Okay. The Congress, you know, the Congress is run by Pelosi and Schumer at the time. Okay. They're in charge of security of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Trump just can't send them in. He can nationalize them. They're in charge them. of security. He offered them, and they refused
1: it. Well, we're going to know a lot now, more about the other, this. That's in the other the thing. Years Why ahead?
5: isn't Pelosi's text messages and all her emails and all her. All the videos from the Capitol. Why hasn't that been released?
1: Liz Cheney says it's all going to come out. That they are. They do have one. One of the five divisions of this committee is looking at that. Who asked for what? Who denied what? Who said what? And then when the uh, you know the two or three hours was underway, who was asking? Who wasn't asking? Of course, we already dug into who wasn't asking for help when it was underway. But uh, she she claims all of this will come out, and that you know there'll be a full timeline established it's one of those three-dimensional timelines that you get to see that shows what everybody was doing at any given time quite,
5: quite, quite frankly that should have been out first day one you know all it <laughs> right. what's the first what's the first thing in a police uh, involved shooting that is that, that the people demand happen body cams be released the footage mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and they have all kinds of video footage of secure, from the security cams in the Capitol. what went on that day. Yeah, there was some There were some stupid stuff went on, all right? And that stuff would be shown, but also the other stuff that they claim went on <clears throat> will be shown whether it did or didn't. Like somebody opening the big doors, unlocking uh, electronic latches. Who did that? It wasn't the people from the outside. It was somebody from the inside. Who was that? See, now, AOC, <clears throat> you know, and everybody's favorite leftist, AOC, she's asking that same question. Maybe not for the same reason I'm asking it. But
6: who
1: who knew what when the door Yeah, who to' be continued yeah good questions
2: well remember oh, yeah. what did the president know and when did he know it <laughs> when did that yeah, phrase okay.
1: first come about Watergate. Was that watergate okay Was it watergate okay.
5: yep
2: now that, now one one thing
5: about uh, you know uh free energy coming from the sun and wind it's not free
4: what you have I to have pay solar for the sun? Pa- I
5: have solar panels in my building. But they you did not come free, okay?
1: Well, but, you see, you're making my point that private individuals and private industry and private enterprise are going to fill the world with solar panels, not the government. Al Gore couldn't well, do it. That's the way it should be. And President Clinton didn't want to do it. President Trump n- had no interest in it, and President Biden's can't do it, so...
2: Well, President Obama funded Solyndra just so we'd all have plenty of... Well, panels. I think they had how solar that, initiatives. How did that go, by the way, just out of curiosity?
1: <laughs> I don't think that the cylinders around anymore, is it?
2: No, they went bankrupt, leaving the American taxpayer in the hole for no. millions and millions of dollars.
1: right yeah. So, well, I think so. the, you know the idea of using solar panels where permissible is good, but it's an industry that's in its early phases. It's not, you know, it's not a uh, early phases.
5: Early phases. Well, early phases. The Solar panels have been around for for decades.
1: But I think about three percent of our electricity is currently generated from solar. So I think that's a hundred percent would be fully implemented. Three percent is fully phased in
5: let let, let me tell you something mark right now today they're not producing much
1: around here
5: (laughs) it's raining which i am not arguing one bit about the rain we need to rain i haven't mowed my yard in over three weeks and it's not getting mowed probably this weekend because all it was was a dust bowl
1: but your panels are wet (laughs) well
5: Um, they were producing you can tell I, i have an app on my phone it tells me exactly how it's producing and you can tell exactly when the clouds go over the panels.
1: Well, as I said, that's the right way to go about it. It's private enterprise, private individuals, investors, people with uh, who are interested and have an opportunity, like yourself, and uh, that's what's going to do it. And we're expecting Washington to
2: do it it's what just is just go. well, What's generally associated with warmth? Sunshine. So sunshine. if you have su- solar panels, don't you want it to be warm outside so that the sun is shining on those panels and generating this free electricity you're getting? Well, oh his solar
1: panels, <laughs> solar panels work in the winter, too. You don't need warmth for solar panels to work. Long you as need as sunshine. So, as long as
5: it's sunny and you're interfacing the right way, they'll, they'll work the best. <laughs> <You>
1: know, <laughs> southern
5: exposure is the best because the sun's low in the,
1: Joe's, in the winter. Joe's panels face to the north, though,
5: so he's having well, trouble. <laughs> he's having problems. You better you put, put them on, on the rotary so he can he, face them where they need to go. He started it. Like, there's, there's no such thing as free energy, all right. Just, just the way it is. All right. You know, I, I don't care what, what Eric wants to tell us. There's no such thing. <laughs> I don't Even think those he windmills said free energy. cost <laughs> over two to, two to four million dollars for each windmill.
2: All, all I right. right. have
5: been to the ones down at the, uh, down south of here. If we could find some, some way to, huge.
2: if we could find some way to connect to the posterior of cattle, we would be able to generate plenty of gas for free
5: oh they are making methane my my my, uh my brother's farm has methane digester it's hot
2: okay
1: yeah not not using the cows behind though (laughs) (laughs) using the manure pits this is wk okay sunbury Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Back from a week of vacation, we thank Rob Center Did a fabulous, fabulous job every time anything glitched.
2: Oh, what? Okay. I was going to say Lynn was our producer most of the week.
1: Oh, so, was she yeah. on the three days in between? But uh, Rob did the bookends for the week, yes, so we appreciate that. Okay. And Lynn Hall and Sam Tyler gets in there sometimes. And we thank uh, Todd Roop for coming in last week. And Mr. Ben Reikley and Mr. Steve Kushilov. So, and of course, Joe did the cat birding last week, so I appreciate that, and had a wonderful staycation. Got a lot done and had fun. All right. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, we do have some very brief uh, news headlines here. Uh, on WKOK's okay, On the Mark program recently. U.S. Congressman Dan Muser said he couldn't believe the latest pro-abortion bill passed by the U.S. House Democrats. Part of the bill would make it illegal to stop adults from transporting minors across state lines to have an abortion.
5: My children are over 18 now, but what parent is going to be okay with a stranger taking their their minor child across state lines for any reason? let alone an abortion. That's what they just passed.
1: The bill now headed to the Senate, where it is likely to fail. Meantime, PennLive reporting that three Pennsylvania Republicans were part of a surprisingly large bipartisan coalition that voted last week to codify same-sex marriage protections under federal law among the congressmen who voted for that, a U.S. congressman, Dan Muser, and, of all people, Scott Perry of York County. The 267 to 157 vote for the bill initially seen by some Democratic, uh, some as a Democrat messaging bill headed to the U.S. Supreme Court could win passage in the U.S. Senate now, so stay tuned. Meantime, U.S. Senator Bob Casey says he agrees with local Democratic leaders who say there's quite a bit at stake in November's midterm elections.
5: When they vote for Congress or if I were campaigning for a state representative or state Senate candidate, it'd be a similar argument, but especially when you're voting for Congress, I think people have to know what's at stake.
1: Senator Casey shared his view during an appearance at the Vote for Your Rights rally in Danville Friday night, hosted by the Monterey County Democrats and Backyard Dems. Meantime, the Philadelphia Inquirer reporting that Mehmet Oz has a recurring nickname for his Democratic opponent. That nickname is Bernie Sanders. As the general election campaign enters enters its second full month, Oz, the Republican nominee, along with members of his party, have increasingly tried to connect Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman to Vermont Senator Sanders in fundraising emails, press releases, and digital ads. Quote, John Fetterman will befriend Bernie Sanders in the Senate. Unquote. Oz tweeted last week he will follow Bernie's lead and be his sidekick. Pennsylvania America cannot afford to have two Bernies in the Senate. But meantime, The Hill is reporting that Lieutenant Governor and Senate nominee John Fetterman is doubling down on his push to tie the GOP general election opponent, Mehmet Oz, to New Jersey. He's encouraging his supporters to sign the Oz Up campaign to get Mehmet Oz added to the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Quote, we all know Dr. Oz is so proud to be Jersey strong, unquote. Fetterman's campaign wrote this week, he's a huge New Jersey celebrity who's lived there for three decades. The dude is even registered to vote there and voted there as recently as 2020. Fetterman also posted a video on his Twitter account (coughs) amping up his supporters to sign the petition to get Dr. Oz in the New Jersey Hall of Fame. Of course, Doctor Oz says he now lives in.
2: Why don't they just? I mean, Fetterman's got such a loose cannon. Why don't we just get him as declared citizen of the year in Turkey?
1: Huh? Okay, I got time for one more story, right?
2: No, you're
1: out of time. Uh, Okay. (laughs) How about this? Uh, A majority of Americans say the U.S. government is so corrupt. Almost a third say it may soon be necessary to take up arms against the U.S. government. That's according to a new poll from the University of Chicago's Institute of Politics. Two-thirds of Republicans and independents say the government is corrupt and rigged against everyday people, according to the poll, compared to 51% of liberal voters. Uh, 28% of all voters, including 37% of gun owners, agreed that it may be necessary at some point for citizens to take up arms against the government. A view held by about 35% of Republicans and about 35% of independents. One in five Democrats concurred. Yeah, I concur. I think that is... You
2: think we're about ready to take up arms against the government?
1: Well, I don't think that uh, we're about to, but I think we're, it might be necessary someday... You do, do you? Which is why they want You're an anarchist. This is why they (laughs) want to take your AR-15 away. Well, just, you know, let's suppose President Trump had succeeded. Just to speculate, this is just speculation. I think he was a long way from stealing the election outright. It's obvious he had all the foundations in place for that, but he wasn't really close to successfully doing that. What if he had succeeded? So then you have a president in there unconstitutionally or illegally. I'm not quite sure how to properly word that. So, what if? Would you take up arms against a White House that is, uh, you know, surrounded by fencing and has a president in there that sees control of power and sort of a martial law situation? for For
2: that to happen, you would have to have the military involved. Right. And okay. I don't think I'm the military speaking. is going to participate in an overthrow of the That's government. not
1: what I'm saying. I'm saying, yes, you're right. I, I'm jumping 20 steps to get to this point. But you have a coup where the president takes over and runs the country illegally. You would not take up arms, or you don't think we should take up arms against that?
2: Well, 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 give me the scenario again. To what he end? Take, okay. he's taken over the government by force.
1: See, this is why you don't want the government to take your uh, AR-15 or it over any by gun force, away. Or
2: has he taken it over through the courts, through the legitimate processes that we have in place?
1: Yes, those.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, then we don't overthrow the government because. Of no, that. if he's
1: in if he's in the White House illegally, because we know that he that Mike Pence decided to pronounce Trump the winner instead of. Uh,
2: and that would have been immediately challenged in court, and it would have been thrown out.
1: But the president says, no, I'm not leaving. I'm putting a fence around the White House.
2: Well, unfortunately, he won't leave. He's still hanging around like a gray eminence hanging over everybody's head.
1: Danny, you're following my comments right now?
2: Yeah, but what what I'm sitting here is
7: that the election was already stolen by Biden, Uh so you have it partly right. It was stolen all right, but, but the the administration stole it through the voting.
1: Do you agree but that anyway, we'd have to take up arms? That's not
7: why I called but I'll comment on it anyway. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah. That's not the comment that's, I wanted.
7: Yeah. Well, was energy there's no such thing as free energy.
4: What?
7: Yep. You know, it takes more fossil fuel energy to create them turbines and solar panels than we gain from it. And besides that, we don't know what to do with them once their life's over, and they don't last forever. Solar panels don't last, I think it's about 10 years, maybe a little more, and the turbines last uh, maybe a little longer than 10 years, but they don't know what to do with them once they're useful days are over so so far they've been burying them in the ground now what sense does that make you bury the, the in the ground and that can't be good and it's it, it, we're not near to the place where we can harness the wind and the sun and gain anything from it it's a net loss uh, work it, it. don't make any sense for us people that use common sense yet. Yeah, they can work on it, and I. they should work on it and get it down to where it's useful energy, but so far it's not. And I would say one more thing about ethanol. That's a net waste. And uh, now Biden allowed places to use 15% ethanol. It's a net loss. It it got, it's not good for your engine, and it's wasting precious food, which we're we're coming into a shortage of food, and they're wasting that corn and making ethanol, which is bad for your engine and. It don't always give you the ma- You get less mileage depending on what you have. It you get less mileage. With well, tell me about the
1: issue. How much of corn is is edible corn for people that's diverted to ethanol making? Tell me about some of those numbers.
7: I don't. I can't tell you, but it's a sizable amount because it takes a lot of corn to make ethanol, and you're you're using fossil fuel energy to make this ethanol. You're wasting it there. The farmer's using fossil fuel to plant the corn, to spray the corn. Then he's using fossil fuel to harvest the corn. And then he's using the fossil fuel to dry the corn in the bin. And then they're using fossil fuel to haul the corn to where it's processed into ethanol so we're, I mean it don't it's no sense in it whatsoever except I know that the farmers themselves yeah they can sell more corn that way in a way it's helping them but it's not good overall for any of the rest of us.
2: Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd like to see uh, that borne out with uh, some information. I have no doubt that what you say is true, just yeah, based yeah, on face value. Yeah, but yeah, to I see how mean, much,
7: but there's a lot of it used.
1: A lot, right? Ethanols. But what's a, what's a lot? And how many how many people are hungry because ethanol is being nope. you know increased?
7: Well, you can you know this year there there's more in the, in the third world countries. There's more starvation than there ever was for a long time. They're showing that on network TV and in the United States. Look how many people are going to the food <coughs> banks to get food right now, more than ever. The food places are really busy and their shelves sometimes are empty. Even here in our own country, it's hard to believe that we have hunger. But we do, it, especially with this inflation now. They can't afford to, you know, cost them a fortune to fill their, ga- their fuel tanks. Food's up. You
1: know, Everything's food. up.
7: <laughs> Everything's up, and it's causing mass hunger, even in our beloved United States where we were the be- breadbasket of the world, here we are. We have a lot of people uh, going to food banks, getting food, and it's a sad thing. It didn't. None of this had to be. Fair enough. None of it had to be at all.
1: All right, we got all right. You. you. All right, Dan. well, thank you so much, Dan. Thanks for calling in.
7: Yep. You bet. You have a great day. Hey, You, okay, too, you
1: too, buddy. Thank- oh, and thanks for the call last week. He called me, well, two weeks ago now. Okay. I got an answering machine well, I never get to my office, then so I don't yep, see the, well, the blanket light.
7: I don't think you made it up to New Berlin, did you? No,
1: not in a timely fashion, but I will come out. Within a month, I'll be out there, and you and I will and sup together.
7: All righty.
1: All right. Thanks, Guy. Yeah, Dan invited us to New Berlin. Says there are good places to eat there, so we will go there. And New Berlin Carnival now over. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemark at www.kok.com. You can text us at 70236.
4: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing.
1: I think it's in August, late in August, but I'm not sure.
2: Our friend E. B. says, over the weekend, Jill Biden was harassed at a Connecticut ice cream shop. Conservative customers yelled that her husband is, quote, the worst president we ever had, unquote, and told her, quote, you suck, unquote. This comes on the heels of a conservative man harassing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez recently, filming himself making sexually lewd comments to her outside the Capitol. Gee, I was told by conservatives that harassing politicians and Supreme Court justices in public was an unforgivable sin. I guess it's only right. Wrong when the people being harassed are trying to take away American citizens' rights. When it's someone trying to protect those rights, then it's okay. Conservatives, racists, and hypocrites. E.B., your unfairness continues to amaze no, me. No, he's spot on. It wasn't the Republican. It <laughs> Every wasn't the time conservatives somebody gets who gets harassed. This. you have a
1: meltdown? Who
2: who was it? Uh, wasn't it a Democrat who said, "Don't give them any peace. Disturb them wherever they go." So I mean, the Republicans or the conservatives have been victimized by this, and if they strike back. That's right. only you, fair. You and if it were the fully. other way around, E.B., you would be saying, well, thank goodness they, they struck back.
1: Oh, my God, Joe. <laughs> Every time somebody harasses somebody,
2: you have a total meltdown. Now this is happening to Jill. Which L- it w- it's not right. Uh, no one should have insulted the vice, the president's wife that way. It's not right. Geez, it wasn't right when the first lady. It wasn't right when uh, Maxine Waters was telling everybody to give them no peace and insult them. Don't let them have a dinner peacefully or anything. Mm-hmm. And th- this isn't right either. The difference between me and E.B. is I call it bad either. Way was he Ivanka calls it bad only the other way
1: was Ivanka Trump harassed when she yes, appeared public? Okay, she I was. Don't remember that. Well, that's too bad. I yeah. mean, there, there's a she of She was civil- a wonderful first lady, and that's off out of line.
2: And so is Joe Biden. I have no problem with Joe Biden. <laughs> she seems like a lovely lady.
1: She's working hard, too. She
2: is. She's trying to keep Joe reined in. It can't be an easy job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think... But I admire
2: her stamina.
1: She kept her schedule, even though he stayed in isolation in the White House.
2: Right. Well, I mean, it's wrong to harass people like that. We can have political differences without them becoming ugly political differences. One
1: of our listeners says, I sent you an email on Friday, and it was sent back and marked as spam tagged. Uh, It was something about the NRA. So, yeah, we didn't receive that email. We have no... No idea what was wrong with it or and why they did that. And we
2: don't determine what spam and yeah, what that's isn't. that's dis- determined by somebody else.
1: Right. So, but uh, send it again. If not, send it to M. Lawrence at Maybe it'll go through. And uh, yeah, sorry about that. We uh, try to try to read all these emails if we can. Uh, let's see the Sunday afternoon. Do you want to read this, Joe?
2: All right. Uh, let's see here. You uh, call yourselves News Radio. Your station fails miserably to report half the local news. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's because you're in cahoots with the Daily Item and don't want to take their stories because, as we know, this paper is failing miserably and their readers are dropping off like flies. <laughs> there was an accident on the Lewisburg River Bridge a few weeks ago, and nobody has reported any valuable information on this, even though it blocked traffic for some time that day.
1: All right. Super. Well, we'll take so that in criticism. So conspiracy Thank with you. the Daily Item. Not well, no, we're not about in the con- Lewisburg River Bridge. We don't even read the paper anymore, but we do get a copy here most days.
2: Well, I read it every day. There's nothing wrong with it. I think they do a very good job. I think you guys do a good job, too.
1: Well, I I, I have to admit, I'm still hooked on Dilbert, and I still have to read it uh, in person in a paper version. So until they take Dilbert out of there, then we'll still, still have a subscriber up
2: here. Well... They have good reporters. They're enterprise reporters. They dig into stories. I subscribe to one paper. Uh, It's the paper where I used to live, the Chambersburg Public Opinion, and they never have any local news. I read more local news about Chambersburg uh, in the Patriot, and the Live than I do in the local paper. Mm. Not true with our paper here. They do cover the local area aggressively. Well, the Daily
1: Adam's doing a good job, and so is the news item and the Milton Standard. People should subscribe to these things because I think if you were to lose local, Printed news. You'd lose quite a you'd, bit. Yeah, you'd really lose something there. And uh, yeah, the Daily Adam does a super job. There's no argument about that. I re- This fella says they don't cover half the news. Well, that is probably true. Of all the things that are going on in this area, there's no way well, you could cover all. If there's something you're
2: interested in and you don't see it in the print or hear it on the radio, it's easy to assume there's some plot to uh, withhold information from right. you. Right. Well, th- and this Then you're all at the mercy of what is released by the police departments and the other news generating well, sources. Well, but
1: we could hound them if we wanted to. But this man has an absolutely, positively fantastic point. It did, was very, it, it fit every criteria for a crash that we cover. There were, It was unfortunately an injury. Uh, it did block traffic for hours and hours. And, of course, you can see every time you go over the bridge, it really marked up the bridge on the side of the bridge and so on. And so it was quite visible. So it has everything that we would want to report on to tell the world what happened. But, but you didn't? Uh, no, we did not. Neither state police nor Lewisburg police have any information or you know, the East Buffalo police have any information for us? So uh, we're still on hold on that. So but oh, and when then it becomes one our, available,
2: one of our writers says, "Not one report about the incident with Jill in Connecticut reported the heckler as a conservative. Bad assumption." <laughs> And considering the number of Democrats who are who find President Biden's abilities lacking, I I think that's a safe bet too.
1: Right. All right. One 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Eric's on the line once another minute. Go ahead, sir.
3: Good morning, gentlemen. I uh, just to put facts out to refute some of the things that Dan disputes from I don't know where. Uh, your your commercial turbines uh, generating power generating about. 2.6 megawatts, which is millions of watts. Um, they take 6.7 years to pay for themselves, and their lifespan currently, and that's
2: growing, is 25 years, Dan, not a little over 10. Uh, the lifespan uh, of the what? One. The lifespan of what? Of the, the turbine. Of a the, turbine. Uh, tur- the big turbines. Uh, I think you years. mean a turbine. A turbine is something oh. you wear around your okay. head.
3: Thank you very much. A turbine. Thank you, Joe, for that clarification. My Pennsylvania Dutch was coming through there a little bit. Uh, so there you go. So um, so apparently, after the first uh, less than one third or one quarter of their year of their lifespan, they're paying for themselves, and uh, that to me sounds like it's getting close to free. So, but that's the facts. Uh, www.semprius.com. If you want to look it up yourself. All okay. Right. Thank, the, you, a Thank you, Eric. good opinion.
1: Thank you. That was a minute. Wow. He's pretty good Got at on this.
2: The button. Well, yeah,
1: he's getting good at it. Get it good at <laughs> it. All right. 1-800-795-9565. I want to tell you about a specific company that's thriving in our area. Would and that it
2: be the good folks at Sunbury uh, Motors? Oh, Just you by chance?
1: are <laughs> always one step, even in your advanced age, you are one step ahead of us. Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. Uh, I invite you to do as I've done. Go to the address at SunburyMotors.com. They already had one Ford a Lightning visit there. It was not for sale. It was a mannequin. They'll have another mannequin in very shortly, so stand by for that. Joe's is on order. We're waiting for a chip. It is on a train in Dearborn, Michigan. We have the VIN already, which is kind of strange, but we it's all there. so we're waiting for about a half a dozen little chips that they're going to put in it, and that'll keep it. But it's in the shade, protected from the outside, and it's on a train car, so Joe, your, your Lightning will be here shortly. But we we invite you to do what I have done: order up a vehicle with your precise specifications that you want, whether it's a Hyundai or Ford or Kia from the Sunbury Motor Company. <laughs> you can talk to the great salespeople there—Alphonse, uh, or Jeff, or Ernie, or Jason, or Chris—down there, and they will hook you up uh, with a Sunbury Motor Company vehicle. And if they don't have it on the lot, they—they they have basically two of everything on the lot right now. They got a couple of two, three F-150s down there. Sort of Noah's Yes, they for got. Fords. It. They got a one. Santa Cruz parked in front of the place. I've uh, got one Palisade, one Nexo, the uh, one electric Santa Fe. I haven't even seen one of those in person yet, so I'll have to look at that. But uh, they have the Hyundai Kona electric uh, on order. So it, there are a lot of vehicles that are available. A lot of them have everything you need to stay super-duper safe with the, of course, forward collision warning, the uh, rear cross-track warning, They make sure that there's nothing going to go behind you. The automatic emergency braking, the lane keeping, and the lane departure warning. So they get a lot of this fancy stuff to keep you safe while you're driving. Sunbury Motor Company, Ford, Hyundai, and Kia in abundance at the Sunbury Motor Company.
2: that the problem is not the Republicans or Democrats, it's the news media in this country and the fact that almost all have a good political agenda and perhaps we should uh, have a political agenda. No, I know. But uh, you always say that. You always say, our good listener, I just put in your, following your lead. Not when I'm reading (laughs) someone else's words. right, have a political agenda. You happy now? (laughs) And perhaps we should begin to shut... Turn your turbans (laughs) up, will you? Yeah, right. And perhaps we should begin to shut these down unless they are willing to be truthful and unbiased And when they lie, they should be prosecuted for the lies. The First Amendment protects free speech, not lies or political agendas. Beg to differ, free speech does protect (laughs) lies. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But
1: uh, he's got a point, though. Everybody has a political lean these days. Well, so who's going
2: to determine what's a lie? Well,
1: and, you know, he talked about this same fellow, Jim Budd, sent us a note about uh, that uh, Meet the Press is so biased, and it really is. And yesterday I was waiting uh, for them to announce at least one Republican. On their panel, but they were all liberal journalists and writers, and I don't even know the name of the, you know, the the Alcindor lady well, if was there. Well,
2: you want fair and balanced? Watch. Uh, Howie Kurtz on Fox at eleven o'clock well, on Sunday t- morning. Media buzz. He <laughs> that's not analyzes the fair coverage. Fair and
1: balanced, either.
2: Always, oh, it is. He always has a liberal and a conservative.
1: Right, eye. but it, it just doesn't work out that way. They're left or they're right-leaning liberals. No, they're they like they they're are. like me. Why? They're uninformed.
2: I, well, the, the girl he anyway, was on yesterday. Really it's not balanced.
1: Anyway, anyway, our good listeners, one hundred percent right. And the the Meet the Press yeah, is the media oh.
2: should be prosecuted for telling lies.
1: We signed up on that. No, that everybody's biased. We he signed up for Meet the Press when Tim Russert was anchoring it, and he would have three Republicans and three Democrats on the panel. Uh, Tim the Russert was the panel. gold standard for this Well, honestly, I think he must have been because the show is, is well, you know, obviously uh, it's very left-leaning now. So yeah, it's we're, it's not set in stone that we have to stay with them. Uh, we could either try for another show, or just get back to the programming. We start. We did do Fox Sports yesterday instead of Legends of Success, and somebody sent us a note saying that they liked that. So. Um, yeah, that might work. All right. All right, 1-800-795-9565. I will now, that I'm not reading anything, I'll say one of our good listeners no. is on the line.
2: One with a good opinion, no doubt.
1: <laughs> well, not always, but it's Bob talking about turbines. From
2: Williamsport, Robert, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I
8: guess it's not surprising to me that a government worker would tout being the government can take care of everything. But let me remind him something about turbines. For a turbine to last 20 years, <laughs> yeah, okay, a, wind tu- <laughs> a wind turbine, it has to be overhauled at the 10-year spot. Okay? And it's over $200,000 minimum to overhaul a wind turbine at that point. Whoa. Yeah.
2: Pretty expensive for a hat. Well it's it's
1: the it's a power industry, you know, yeah. We have to you know, I have to stop thinking of these as being somehow, you know, these decorative windmills. It's an industry and of course look how often power plants, coal plants and nuclear plants are offline because of uh, renovation and maintenance.
8: Oh yeah, but, the, but what I'm getting at is it's not free energy as far as that goes. But but his whole spiel everything he spiels about is the government is involved in it and he was one of them government workers that actually contributed very little to society but he enriched himself from society the whole time
1: <laughs> you say eric didn't contribute to society when he was working correct how do you know that
8: i can <laughs> tell that, that oh you can you can right? just tell okay thank you well, you know uh, i'm a, i'm actually a better psychiatrist or whatever he claims be
1: than he He does not claim to be a psychiatrist either, but in any event, okay. I,
8: well, what does I, he claim to be? Well,
1: I, I know a lot of the folks that work at the Seelands Grove Center, and they're significant contributors to our society, if you've seen. Yeah.
8: Mo- 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 most of the people that work at the Seelands Grove Center that actually contribute, okay, the actual contributors, are like the janitors and the people that take care of the maintenance and that kind of stuff. The people that sit in the office, okay, contribute very little.
1: <laughs> and you're speculating based on your intuition and on this time.
8: Someone who sat in the front office no, for a number spe- of years. I'm speculating I that. on my experience <laughs> with these people. <laughs> okay, gotcha. That the go If center? you listen to if you listen to Eric whenever he calls in, it's always uh, the government does a wonderful job at this. But but let's let's look at uh, the the results of his government. Okay, and, and one of the things he rails about is these young people that are that are mass shooters. Okay, well, most of these, at least the last group of these mass shooters, are a result of his doctrine that the government put on them. Okay, ritlin, ritlin, has oh, Ritalin, all. Whatever, uh, they, all drugs, them drugs. Okay.
1: right. Yeah, what we they talked do about is that, that, yep.
8: they make zombies out of these young kids, and then. The other the other young people around them, okay, they observe them and they shun them, okay, and that makes them, oh, I'm getting bullied. Well, you're getting bullied because you're a zombie.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that must happen to somebody somewhere, but the vast majority of individuals taking Ritalin are probably being significantly helped by it.
8: No, they're not. Okay. You don't. You don't understand. You, you, you have. You know anybody that understand. took Ritalin and it benefited them?
1: You have. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely, and and comparable uh, psychoactive drugs yeah. that uh, aid young people and teenagers, especially adolescents.
2: But if, you, if your argument is, Bob, if your argument is that it's over-prescribed, I would agree with you. I think so many times well, that could it's be, just yeah. the easiest way to keep a kid quiet is to give them that drug. <laughs> there are doubtless many, many young people who are benefited from it, but I don't doubt for a minute there are many young people who are given it just because to deal to do something else would be more difficult
1: or it's not properly monitored I mean, that's right. that's a drug where you need counseling and yeah. opportunities yes, to really monitor what's happening
8: I agree what, 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 what you're basically let's get down to the bottom line okay All what right. you're saying is that these adult government workers are incapable of disciplining these people so they drug them
2: Ooh, wait wait wait. no I don't know that I that's exactly what we're saying he <laughs> just took a big
1: jump what government workers aren't in charge of what people and aren't doing well with what people?
8: The people that they give this Ritalin and, and the drug up, what are we talking about?
1: Well, the government doesn't give out Ritalin to kids without the parents' oh, permission. Oh, really? Where do they get it?
8: Where do the kids get it? From get physicians. It from, from physicians, psychiatrists, <laughs>
1: psychologists. Well, mostly MDs and, and who 13. do
2: them? Who do them people work for? Well, sometimes they work for private enterprise. There are Very private few. counseling services. Very few.
8: The education system is not a private enterprise.
2: No, but there are counseling services all over the country where a psychiatrist well, consults. Anyway. I, I don't know and, how and, and, who, and who And who pays, the, who pays <laughs> these counseling services? Where does the money come from that they get paid? Counseling services? Well, many times it comes out of people's insurance payments. Private
1: pay? Or it's, I think it's a wide range. Very a lot of it is get, just MDs. Very
8: few are subsidized by private pay. Basically, it's a government pay.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. If so, you say so, you have, a feel, you have a you have a you have a you have a feeling about this, right? But no actual basis.
8: Oh, I can base it. I pay attention to what happens in the world, okay? Gotcha. I don't live on some other planet like you
1: do <laughs> <laughs> i live in it's not a planet it's just a place it's on Mark-topia, this planet right. yeah it's, but it's it's not on another planet mark
8: okay right, that's not it's not, not, a planet. It's I, not I on agree another planet yeah.
1: the north pole not, of santa claus we had to use the, the magic radio to get to it you it is near north pole <laughs> we like to be close to santa <laughs> anyway bob uh, you you are right you and i don't look at the world the same way but uh, we certainly appreciate your opinion we'll give you another co- couple more seconds
8: and then we got to hit the road Okay, well I guess I've had enough Because well, you, you don't listen anyway no, we we are listening. We're
1: listening to everything you said we're We just don't always agree well, I, with you
8: You listen to everything that lots of people say I guess it doesn't permeate your skull
2: So in other words gotcha. you, We're supposed to change our opinions Just because you tell us No, wrong? I,
8: I
1: expect you to do some research Oh, <laughs> this is a response. We're supposed to respond. All right, All right, we're on it, Bob. I'll find out where most of the riddling that's comes. That's your
2: assignment from. tonight, Mark.
1: All right, we can do that. that should be that's. This is certainly a talked-about national issue, so this should be findable.
2: We're gonna look into it. Promise. Thank you, sir. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much Thank for calling. I, Call I told
1: you he's one of our good listeners. You're I right. told you before I even got on the line. Dan, you're on the mark. You get 60 seconds.
7: Hey, good morning. Well. Wow. With your last caller, yeah, back in the fifties, our teacher and my father had a psychotropic paddle, and that <laughs> seemed to bring up <laughs> a whole generation of people that were basically turned okay. out to be good citizens. So I say go back to the psychotropic paddle there you go. and discipline, and you'll see a generation of respectful people that respect the government and authority in That's the police right.
2: department. You're going to respect the government and authority or we're going to beat the crap out of you. come on now. <laughs> you know better than that, Joe. You punishment. knew what I meant.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Dan. <laughs> all it right. sounds violent, that. Dan. It sounds yes, we violent. Yes, in, we invite you to uh, take two swats and call me in the morning. Well,
2: you know, that would be a great choice. They used to offer choices. Yeah, all right, young man, here's your choice. You take a drug or I smack you in the butt, which you're going to take. All right. We'll be right back.
1: All right, yes, we are back to having an unsatisfactory liberal on the show. I just portray a bad liberal on the radio. And most of my comments are just questions, not answers. Uh, to that end... Uh One of our listeners
2: says... That we should cancel the Dan oh, Patrick Oh, the Dan Patrick Okay, yeah, never mind. So this is not what about. can you also cancel that show along with Meet the Press? Here's the solution to cover the three hours. From 10 to 11, have Eric speak without callers. <laughs> 11 to 12, have callers debate religion. And then pay Steve Jones extra money to come in an hour Come
1: in at two. I think he's doing another show at that time. I think he's on the Western Notice PA. Notice he
2: didn't say extend this program at an hour. Uh, yeah, well, you know, why
1: kill yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Chris has been patiently waiting. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh,
6: good morning with rain. Even better. Yeah, how yeah, about amen. that?
1: Second Monday <laughs> in a row with rain.
6: Uh, no, we didn't get a drop here yesterday. Okay.
2: <laughs> he said Monday, Chris. Last Monday we did oh. have a little rain.
6: Okay. Uh, uh, I wanted to straighten Stan out about Bannon a little bit. Uh, You get a subpoena from Congress, you're supposed to show up. He he didn't didn't show up. And he didn't, you're supposed to show up and you can take the fifth or you can claim you can't answer for a particular reason and like executive privilege, but he wasn't an employee at the time of those calls. And uh, judging from his remarks afterwards, it seems like he had some inside knowledge or he was just shooting his mouth off about uh, what was going to happen on the 6th. So it's uh, perfectly logical to call him. And he didn't put up any defense, and he got convicted. Okay. Okay. So I mean, there's really it's a, it's an open and shut case, and it has nothing to do with any of the motives or lack of motives or uh, of uh, of what the committee was doing. He subpoenaed; he had a clear reason to subpoena, him, right. and he said no. So,
2: and you know what, Chris? He Chris,
6: he wasn't coming, and he
2: didn't come. You know what, Chris? uh, That's unusual, but I agree with you 100%. You have a subpoena, (laughs) you show up. The rest of us would have to show up if somebody subpoenaed us.
6: And all those people on the jury, they showed up when they got their subpoena. That's
2: right. If he doesn't know anything, just say I don't know anything. I don't remember. They can't can't charge you with anything if you just keep saying, gee, I don't remember. I don't remember. Don't
6: recall that. (laughs) And that's what you do, or you take the Fifth Amendment. Right. So there's really nothing there at all. Now, about your uh, accident on the bridge, I've been curious about that, too. Uh, I did get some uh, uh, information from my neighbor about it, if you want some hearsay. The guy was turning right onto the bridge, and the car came at apparently an excessive speed, judging from my neighbor who saw the the truck way down the bridge before he managed to stop. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, he said it's, from what he could see, the, the guy coming from Montandon must have been going at an extremely high rate of speed. Okay. And the speed limit there is 45. Strangely enough, from the other direction, the speed through that intersection is 55 miles an hour, which has always seemed excessive to me.
1: Right, yeah, with maize there in the fence.
6: But the official speed limit is 55 coming from the south.
1: Okay. All right, well, so, to be continued. Uh, yeah, we'll. I've, we'll, always, we'll re- I've
6: always wondered why that's so high. That seems a little excessive for going through that intersection.
1: We'll renew our ask today.
6: Okay. Okay. What else? Oh, I wasn't really prepared to talk about anything. <laughs> okay.
1: Else, but, All right, we'll, we'll stir something up I'm in and call her, back.
6: Uh, Meet the Presses That is uh was being described but i kind of uh was reading the paper at the same time i was listening to it so i didn't hear much of their uh their final segment with their group they did have i think some republicans on before that
1: I don't think there were any Republicans when Janet Yellen was on, and I'm just going. I paid attention about as closely as you did. Um, The president's doctor was on, and Janet Yellen and somebody else. But in any event, it it lacked balance. But that's all right. That's you know, it's. It's what, you know, as long as you know that going in, then it's not going to be the most balanced show in history. I think you can still get something from it, it was still the president or not the president's doctor, but they're the COVID medical person. And Janet Yellen had a lot of interesting things to say. She had. Grim, you know, said, "Well, if your measurement for recession is two downward quarters, which we're about to have the second one, uh, then you can call it that." But she yep. talked about some positives in the economy and some negatives well, in the economy. There's
6: quite a few positives about the economy, and we'll but, see uh, tomorrow. Uh, the gas prices are still more because of the uh, war in Ukraine than anything else.
2: Well, maybe tomorrow we'll find something that will irritate you enough to call back in, Chris. All right, Thanks thank you so calling. much, Chris. Thanks Take for calling. Right. And remember, today we agreed, okay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have held on to that moment. Van, you're on the mark. You got a moment left.
9: A moment? No, a no, morning. we got.
1: Oh, never mind. Got, my clock. Well, yeah, you, no, my you got clock is wrong. Of time, yep, four minutes, four minutes. <laughs>
9: four minutes. Go ahead. I hope you left. Left Chris going there for a while. Anyway, the psychotropic drugs that the children are given in school nowadays. One of the things I didn't hear you guys talk about and I haven't listened to all the shows, just bits and pieces, but the FDA has a warning about these drugs that they can cause suicidal thoughts or action. And people want a correlation between these young shooters that are, you know, killing people in the schools. Well, maybe that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, it isn't a, a common side effect, but it is a side effect. And if it gives these children suicidal thoughts, four actions, what's to say then that they're not gonna go take out other people?
2: That's a good point. Uh, but you don't know how it affects each kid. I mean each each reaction is individually don't individual. Don't All right, right. But oh, yeah. well, I, I agree with exactly. Van It's
1: worth studying. It's definitely worth sure. looking into no, sure. I agree.
2: Well, Yeah, but it's it's such
9: a, a it's not a common side effect, but then again it's not common that you know to have what percentage of these school shooters, you know, point 0. zero, whatever. You know, but it's very low that we're seeing these kids shoot other kids, but it's still prevalent. And are these kids that are doing these shootings, are they on these psychotropic drugs? I don't hear anyone talking about that, the commonality between it or not.
1: Well, I think it might be too soon to know that, or maybe there's no comprehensive. Maybe nobody's doing the comprehensive but study of it. Let it, me ask
2: you this question, fam, because I don't know. But most of these kids were over the age of 18, which would imply they're out of the school system. So wouldn't they have stopped at that point? Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the I, I don't think so. There's there's so many people
9: that are on antidepressant medication. And I, I know a lot of my friends are on that. And my doctor actually recommended that I... Be on these antidepressants, and I'm like, I don't feel that I need them, so I refuse to take them. I, I actually am, am on no medication at all. Wow,
1: good for you. Yeah, good for You're
9: you. You're
1: the last guy in America.
9: <laughs> well, my, my father made it to he was 85, to he got put in any medication, and that's only for his uh, dementia. So he's, he's had good health throughout his lifetime too. So.
2: Well, you are blessed, brother. You yeah, are good blessed. For you.
9: Well, that's that's something I think they ought to check into though.
6: There's,
9: and, and again, I don't really agree with giving these kids these drugs. And I, I think they just need to be able to sit down and, and pay attention in class. I know it's difficult because the way our society is, everything now, it, the kids are just ramped up with the yeah. movies and phones and games and everything they're involved in, and they just can't sit still.
2: Well, I have some friends who are involved in education, and a couple of them are of the opinion that these drugs are given far too frequently. And not um, monitored
1: closely.
9: Yeah, and I'm, I'm not saying they shouldn't have them all at all. But I do believe, like you just said, it ought to be a whole lot less frequent than what it is. Well,
1: and plus there should be some monitoring. I think in some cases you have an MD that prescribes something, uh, not necessarily like a Ritalin or an antidepressant or anti anxiety drug, and then there's no follow up. You know, I think uh, Ritalin should be part of the toolkit that's used to help young people and teenagers and pre teens and adolescents. And definitely, you know, we know that they work, but it should be in conjunction with counseling and conversation and talking and words with the parents and you know it should be part of a comprehensive treatment not just okay here's the prescription and you're done which i know happens in some cases
9: yeah i think all too often it's easier for the doctor just to prescribe a medication say there you go and not deal with there's, there's other you know issues with the children too
2: so anyway, All I'll right. let you go. Thank you, you so good. much, sir. Thank you. Good yep, comments. Thank for for you, sir. In. All
1: right. I don't. thought oh, we won't get through to anything. No, today. but
2: we have a. We have one email or a texter says, laughing out loud. The EB gets offended when the other side gives the left what they've been giving the right for years. Cry some more, EB. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: yeah, one of our listeners says, Dan's absolutely correct. Solar panels and windmills use a lot of fossil fuels to produce from the raw material to installation. The net return is zero for years.
2: See you tomorrow, buddy.
1: Thank you so much. We might have Leonard Steinhorn on tomorrow morning. This is WDK.